Hey everybody, welcome back to Daily Venture. I am your host, Brandy Day, and I am super pumped about this episode and so very glad that you guys decided to join back in for another round of me and whomever will be gracing you all with their presence today. But um, in all seriousness, thank you guys for all the support you guys showed for episode two um, with my cousin Aaron. That was a really, really, really exciting um, opportunity to take um, the time with her to speak with her about her experience at Spillman. Um, Today, you guys are actually in store for two very special guests, not one, but two special guests um, who are very near and dear to my heart. Both of my brothers will be joining um, uh, Anthony and Christopher Whitehead, and they and myself actually will be talking about growing up Whitehead. It's just a quick little snippet into just our life and our upbringing, and as you'll hear, they actually want to come back on for part two because they had a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but a a fun time recording the podcast today. So I think it's going to become pretty addicting for them. So they might try to make a guest appearance more than just two times. And they're trying to get our mom to come on. So that even persuading her to come on would be pretty interesting. Anyhow, um, again, thank you for all the love that you guys showed last week and uh, continue to show. Um, Please remember to just um, tell everyone you know about it. And we're just going to go ahead and jump right in to our introduction. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode three. Like I said before, I have two special guests joining me today. And just as a quick note there may be so many distractions chris is my brother chris is eating barbecue my brother tony is on his phone (sighs) he has to work at 10 so pray that we can get through a good solid amount of time recording today so as i said i have two special guests i have both of my brothers i am the oldest of three my second um middle brother is tony and the youngest is chris (laughs) Oh, this is going to be really funny. Anyhow, say hi. Hey, you guys. How's everybody doing? Say, yeah, what up? What up? Oh, my gosh. Anyhow, so today, <laughs> today we're talking about growing up Whitehead. So we are the trio. I, like I said, I'm the oldest of them, too, but I'm six and seven years older than them. They're 18 months apart. Um, 13. 13. Oh, 13 months apart. Why do I keep saying 18? Oh, it's Aaron and his brother, 18 months apart. Anyhow, um, so I thought it would be a good idea to bring them on because there hasn't been a time where we have collectively, I mean, probably in passing, out of frustration or whatever to talk about like growing up whitehead. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it because we come from a pretty interesting background. And um, because the audience caters to all age groups and you have like single parents out there, you have, um, you know, children being raised in homes without father, a father in the household, hence our situation as well. I just thought it would be a good um, conversation to talk about. So we'll jump right in. And growing up Whitehead, I'll let you take it, Chris. What was growing up Whitehead like for you? Uh, growing up Whitehead for me was, um, it's probably gonna be a completely different from you guys because I'm on the tail end, I'm the baby, 
Um, I always had two examples to go off, both male and female. Um, uh, everything that I went through, um, one of the one of the one or one of these two, or if not both, had already been through it. So um, I would say probably growing up whitehead was probably a lot easier for me than it was both of them, and specifically for my sister because she's the oldest, and my brother because of the fact that you know he was the 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 first male going through whatever it was. So a lot of times. I looked toward him, you know, because nine times out of ten, I was right following behind his footsteps. So um, if I was going through it, he'd probably already been through it. And so I always had some kind of insight or opinion or advice to get from him, especially given the fact that we're so close in age. Um, and that goes, you know, in terms of everything, uh, life, sports, um, everything. Uh, the reason I started playing football was because uh, – Tony started wanted to play football and you know initially I wanted to play basketball but I didn't want to do it alone because he didn't want to play basketball so um he t he said he was playing football and I kind of just followed along with it and I never did end up playing for an organized basketball team and yeah but growing up whitehead um a lot of different things from uh let's see um, with our with our parents, uh, different friends that we have um, met along the way and lost along the way. Um, let's see, uh, schools, different schools, different situations, different teachers, different life experiences. I could go on and on. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's probably completely different from what these two have to say in terms of growing up whitehead. So, Tony, let's hear your take on it. Yeah, for me growing up... Um, I don't know. You gotta think. I was like in, the, like right there in the middle. Like my sister older. I mean, Chris was younger than me, so um, it was pressure from two different angles. Uh, I was following somebody else's footsteps, while at the same time trying to um, set a path for Chris to follow. Um, and I had to be, you know, I had to be diligent in both in both areas because Randy was doing so much as far as like being successful and stuff, and I feel like I almost had like a weight on my shoulders I had to had to have lifted off just because I was expected to do what she was doing while at the same time setting a positive example for Chris. So um, there would be times where I probably didn't follow or didn't do certain things that obviously my mom would approve of or Brandy would approve of. But at the same time, um, having Chris see my every move and stuff, I had to, I had to correct my mistakes uh, before my, yeah, I had to correct my mistakes before my um, sister would call me out on certain things. So it was all about recognizing like things I was doing wrong in order to uh, make sure that my brother, you know, learned from the mistakes that my sister and myself made growing up. Um, our household was kind of, uh, <laughs> to say the least, it was pretty pretty interesting. Um, my mom, you know, trying to work, trying, trying to raise two boys without the help of. Um, any type of male role model that we had was kind of tough because I was just kind of winging it and hoping I was doing good enough to keep um, Chris from making the wrong decision because I would have felt like a failure had he um, steered wrong or even obviously had, you know, I chosen the wrong path. But um, I think we were a lot smarter, smarter than that considering the things we saw growing up and stuff and how it um, affected not only our lives but obviously our mom's lives, our, her life as well. Um, just being, I guess, becoming the people that the people that we are today, I would say, you know, our backs were really against the wall because 
Brandy's the first time, you know, first generation uh, college graduate. Um, so we basically, considering the fact that she she had already made it, we we had to basically get to where she was, and both of us were pre felt very pressured to do so. It was, it was basically mandatory once once she got that piece of paper. Um, I don't know. I never growing up. I didn't really consider college like that until I saw Brandy's experience going over to Pullman, over to Wazoo and stuff, and moving her out there and stuff. But I don't know. I just I don't know. I just felt like I would be a failure if we didn't do that. If we didn't do what she did. So growing up, Whitehead um, was a lot of following and leading. I mean, between all of us, Chris is the youngest, but you know, there's still things I look up to him for that you know um shoot i i don't i wouldn't necessarily or i don't know i look up to both of you guys differently um in different in different ways and different fashions um times have been rough you guys know like how how it is to um be at school when you're younger and you know all our friends get picked up by their parent by both of their parents or their dad or whatever where you know some days we wouldn't even be picked up by our mom or our dad. You know, we would have to catch the school bus home um, and basically figure it out from there. Um, the stories we have, <laughs> the stories we have, we go on for days explaining like how, how we were, you know, at some points we were, you know, down and out. We didn't have much to, um, we didn't have much to offer. We didn't have much to really, I mean, didn't really have much to really call our own. Um, because it was always a struggle yeah it was always a stroke stroke i feel like i'm rambling on but i mean <laughs> so much i could really say about <clears throat> growing up with the the childhood we had we had um but i think through it all we all still managed to be be really really close and um kind of set the bar high for like not only other people around us as far as like siblings and family members go but just for each other, for our families, and um, I feel like we kind of reset, reset the bar as far as like what a, what what brothers and sisters are really supposed to mean to each other. Because I mean, we know so many people out there who don't get along with their parents, don't get along with their uh, brothers or sisters. But here we are. We you know we've had our many fights, our arguments and stuff. But um, we always know it's it's a bigger picture than that. You know we. we we will never let an argument or any type of disagreement um, separate us from separate us from you know um, the bigger picture, and that that is that we're blood. We're very close. We always have been. We know what we've been through. We know where we're going. We know um, what everybody, what the odds are, basically what the odds were against us growing up, and we um, overcame those odds. We continue to overcome those odds, and we. Um, just focus on everything that matters. But, yeah. All right, my take on growing up Whitehead is a little different because obviously they're younger than me, so I I had the, I'm not even going to say pleasure, but I had the opportunity to be on this earth for close to six years before they entered in. Um, so I remember growing up with our mom and dad. I remember... Um, you know, having a home in California. I remember playing in the yard. I remember them going to work. So I remember a lot of those things that they um, will never get a chance to experience. Um, 
And obviously I was exposed to more than they were able to recall too. So one of the things they didn't say was both of our parents, I mean, we were a middle class family at one point until the life and times of the drugs and alcohol kicked in. And so once that kind of entered uh, the inter entered into the home, uh, the dynamic changed. Our parents split up. Um, obviously two babies came into play. Um, 13 months apart, um, kicked out of our home. I think actually we were evicted out of, yeah, we were evicted out of the home to the point where they put the stuff on the yard, um, out on the front yard to just, you know, moving into the projects, which I still remember, um, switching schools to not having a home, going to our grandparents' house, um, and then having to deal with the fights and the arguments and all, I mean, for, I fast forward a few years later to then relocating here to Seattle only for that same cycle to kind of still, um, that same cycle to still kind of surface, um, that moved away from the lifestyle only to move into that lifestyle of my mom meeting new, um, different companions at the time. So there was a lot that they don't remember. Um, then finally once, you know, my mom did get on her feet and we got a house, um, that we rented over here in the south side of Seattle. I mean, everything was great, but there was also, I mean, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility I felt that I had on my shoulders because my mom didn't make a lot of money. So I started working at a very young age. I think actually it was before we moved to that house. Anyhow, um, ooh, hopefully nobody sends me to jail on this, but I did lie on my application when I applied for my job at McDonald's. I was working illegally, but shoot, at that time, I know, at that time, I had to do what I had to do. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't lie, like, lie to the point where it was like, I looked this particular, didn't look this particular age. I looked the age, okay, people, so whatever. Anyhow, but I had to do what I had to do. So I felt like my contributions and, you know, making the little bit of money I was making in high school would help buy paper towels and, you know, toilet paper, all the necessity of toiletries and stuff like that. So, yeah, there were things I shouldn't have done and during uh, my upbringing, too. But I don't know. I mean, I can't see life any other way, to be honest. I mean, it's not a upbringing that I regret either because I feel like there were a lot of lessons learned from it. And I feel like we have an opportunity, hence why we're on this podcast together, to be able to share our situation because there are a lot of people and families that are out there who are kids who are being raised in single parent households. Father isn't in the home or mother isn't in the home and or you're being raised by, you know, their grandparents and you feel like your back is against the wall. You feel like there's no hope, there's no future, but that's honestly not true because, you know, our story is here and live in full effect that yeah what was is not what is at least for us and um I guess we can transition into talking about the absence of our father um whom we have reunited with as of um, 10 years ago I think um which was interesting in itself um so I guess for me not having a father in a home it was different um, I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast or not, but I, I envy my husband and my daughter's relationship because it's not something that I grew up with. So, you know, I look at them and I kind of frown and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, because she is a daddy's girl, you know, and you hear those things of girls are daddy's girls, boys are mama's boys. But for me, I don't know that. Like I, 
I don't know what that means. I don't know. I like even till this day, like I don't, I don't call him dad. <laughs> I don't know if he'll listen to this, but it's hard for me. So if he listens to it, it is what it is. But it's really hard for me because I didn't grow up saying that word. So yeah, I didn't grow up um, saying that word dad. Our grandfather or granddaddy is what we call him. Like he took, stepped up and took over that role. There were some boyfriends that came in and out um, during these years, obviously, whom we would goof around and call them our stepfather. Some stayed longer than most. Some was just, you know, in and out. But for us, I feel like the most stable male figure, father figure in our life was our um, grandfather. So um, I'm sure Tony and Chris have obviously a different take on it because they're boys, they're young men. And my mom don't know nothing about raising no boys. I mean, she... She did, obviously, the best that she could, but Jesus <laughs> Lord, that lady does not know what it is to raise no... Well, she, I mean, she does know how to raise boys, but when it comes to having the birds and the bees, and she don't know, I mean, well, she'll tell you how she feels, <laughs> which is the she-she way, but, um, you know, their take on it from being very involved in sports and stuff is, it was different, especially growing up around kids, their friends who had um, the father in the home, so one of you guys can jump in whenever you want um, yeah, not having a dad was very impactful in my life in the sense of not necessarily knowing how to do things unless Tony knew how to do them. And, um, especially like, I feel like, especially with sports, I feel like if we did have a dad in our lives from, from birth that no doubt in my mind, me and Tony would be in the NFL right now. Like that was always our dream, but I feel like we never really had anybody to actually be there pushing us every step of the way, every practice. Like, don't get me wrong. My mom was there. But her being a female and not, you know, playing football or knowing much about the game, and, you know, in detail, like, um, she can only do so much. Oh, you know, um, just keep, stay with it, baby. You'll, you'll be fine. Okay, yeah, baby, uh, next season you'll, you guys will be better. But, you know, there was never really no drive to work out. Um, in the off season, there was no drive to, you know, she just wanted to – she just wanted to support us. She wasn't really there to – she wasn't really the, the 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 push, you know, make us do this, make us do that. You gotta want it, have that uh, drive for us. So, um, yeah. So I feel like, uh, especially speaking for myself, I feel as though I was kind of lazy in in the pursuit in the pursuit of uh, NFL dreams, and also things such as little things like tying a tie and uh, how to talk to girls and stuff. I feel like that came pretty late later on you know in my life than it probably could have or should have is like don't get me wrong I have my crushes and there were females who had crushes on me you know back in elementary uh, middle school and high school and whatnot but sometimes I just didn't know how to approach the situation what to say uh, when to, when to speak to them things of that nature so a lot of things that come along <laughs> with being a young man it was just uh it was just different you know and don't he didn't have wrong. game, basically, is what he's saying. He didn't have game. I had game. I just didn't know how to disperse it. Let's say that. Oh, but um, I mean, not to be too um, in detail, but I even remember the first time. Uh, <laughs> don't nobody? No, oh, no, okay. No, I was going to say, say, wait, now. No, I remember. Okay. You're still like five in my mind, okay? Like, don't well, even. <laughs> all right, I'm going to say it. There oh, was gosh. a point in time. Oh, no, I still, I still remember the moment that. Uh, my mom found out that I lost my virginity, 
And the girl in whom I was dealing with at the time, oh she, gosh. yeah, her mom and, uh, approached my mom and basically let her know because the neighbors, oh, they were just like very oh. aware and they see me like sneaking out my house and things of that nature. So my mom put two and two together and she called me upstairs. <laughs> we talked about it and she said, um, first of all, I was you know, I had the bubble guts. My, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say to my mom. I don't know what my mom's going to say to me. So she basically was just like, yeah, uh, so-and-so's mom told me, you know, that you've been sneaking out and you guys been linking up and this, that, and the third. And um, she found a letter that you guys was writing back and forth. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. But she said, so, you know, I don't approve that, right? And I was just like, yeah. And she she basically, it was it was short and sweet. But at the end of, at the, end of the day, I know. I remember like it was yesterday and um, I feel like that would have been a perfect opportunity for my dad to have been there and kind of, you know, school me on things and let me know, you know, give me maybe Tap share, that ass. <laughs> maybe share, maybe share his, <laughs> his story of, you know, similar sense in that regard. But um, yeah, it was, I don't know. There were certain times, there were multiple moments like that, not necessarily in specific in, in that, you know, that directed towards that, but different, different instances of, Different various things were a male figure being there as opposed to my mom. But yeah, um, my mom not being there. And I mean, my mom being there instead of my dad, it was just like, yeah, there's been different stories I could probably allude to. But uh, I'm sure Tony has very similar stories or Tony. Yeah, that, before I get started, I just want to say that was pretty funny to see her walking across the yard to come tell mom. <laughs> but, um, oh, the name was it Julie? Down the street, oh. yeah. <laughs> but um, for me, growing up uh, without an active, uh, without a father in my life, uh, it was kind of, kind of, kind of different. I mean, you always wonder like how your life would be altered um, with with both parents in the home. So um, sometimes to this day, I still think about like how um, you know, like would I be playing football? Like would I? I mean, what would I would I have played football in the past? Like even like the smallest decisions that I made growing up could have been like changed changed or different. Like had I you know had a close relationship with our, with our dad, like maybe he would have told us not to play football. So he probably would have had us playing soccer or something or baseball or something. And I don't know. It's just weird to think about how how like the smallest moments or smallest decisions in your life can be altered. You know, just by somebody being present or absent in your life. Um, I don't hold any, I don't hold any regrets cause I don't really hold regrets like towards anybody anyway, okay. but, um, hmm? grudges. yeah, or grudges, yeah, yeah, grudges or regrets. Um, as far as not having a, a father there, there who, who could have, you know, taught us a lot, a lot of things because, uh, me and Chris and Brandy, we all turned out, we all turned out fine. We turned, turned out great, you know, um. I think we turned out a lot stronger because a lot, a lot of people, you know, they feel like some things were kind of, kind of given to them and stuff. But we kind of had to dig deep to, to, to teach ourselves um, valuable, valuable lessons. We had to um, go out and find the answer to a lot of questions that kids normally would have the answers just given to them. But no, we had to do, you know, going, you know, like literally a life scavenger hunt throughout, you know, and we still do to this day. You know, like that's what I call it—a life scavenger hunt of, of uh, just life lessons and um, obviously a do's and don'ts. Um, you have to take a lot of risks that we didn't know how they would pay off. Um, I mean, 
I always question what it would be like, like whenever we did reconnect with our dad. But, you know, honestly, um, I would say I, I used to always t tell myself what I would do if I saw him and stuff. But when, when he finally did reconnect, it was like a whole different story. And all I wanted to do was just catch up and um, kind of just 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 make up for lost time. Um, uh, I don't know, growing up, growing up. You know, like I said, I had to um, set a positive example for Chris and stuff. And it was kind of weird just being, you know, at such a young age and already being a man in the house. But um, no matter how, how, how small I how small I was or how young I was, I would always tell myself that we were, um, that me and Chris were going to be better men than, you know, our, our, than our dad was, you know. Um, and I don't mean that with any type of disrespect or any type of shade, but I just want to know that we're, we're always be there for, you know, our kids, and, um, nieces and nephews, nieces and nephews, and just, you know, any other kids out there, you know, that need a fa father figure in their life. Cause we know what it's like to grow up without that person being there. And, you know, it's a tough void to feel, but, um, the people we came across growing up, like, you know, we had professional athletes that we ended up getting really cool with. And, um, our grandfather, like I said, we had uncles and, you know, that, that that was really important to us. I think that's a lot more important to us than they realized at the time. I don't think they really, really realized like how much of a how much of a huge role they played in our lives as far as keeping us sane and keeping us on the right path. Um we had a bunch of friends who used who used to always try to do things to get us in trouble and stuff. And sometimes, you know, we would go down the wrong path with them, but it wasn't nothing too serious, you know, maybe going to the store and stealing or something, but as far as like um, going out and getting in gangs and stuff, we knew better. We, um, I don't know, we just weren't na like naturally attracted to that. We just yeah. weren't naturally attracted to it, and we just knew better just because we knew our mom was going through so much um, already. We knew we had a big sister who could fight and wouldn't mind beating us up mm -hmm. if we uh, stepped out of line. So mm -hmm. um, that's definitely, definitely um, what kind of kept kept us away from the streets and kept us away from doing bad things. One of the things I would in interject and say is that they weren't like our family. Um, we have a pretty, I mean, I don't say it's a big family, but I guess our surroundings and stuff didn't really, we weren't, um, we knew about gangs. We lived in the hood. We lived in projects and stuff like that, but it wasn't like we were surrounded by that type of lifestyle any either. So I feel like that, um, helped with you guys being kind of level-headed when it comes to that. Um, but we're going to switch gears and talk about personalities. Let Chris tell it. Me and Tony have the worst tempers, and yes. he's very mad. <laughs> For sure. No question. Like, I, Tony. Chris does, too. Chris is hella stubborn. Very. Hella stubborn. Very. Yeah. Even, even, if, even if I'd be just trying to tell him something, he'd still get mad or whatever, and I'd be trying to tell him. I'd be like, bro, just, just admit you're wrong. Like, sometimes, like, there was one time we got in a fight in college, and uh, like it was a full blown fight. Like he Ooh. went and used my bathroom. And he Does mom know that? I don't know if she Ooh, knows that or not. I'm telling. It was a full blown fight because he went and used my bathroom. I used to always tell him, "Don't use my bathroom. Don't use my bathroom." And he went in there, and next thing I know, I hear him, him spraying in there a whole bunch. <laughs> and then I, I come out, and I'm I'm already having a bad day. I don't know what happened that day. Like something happened in class or something. I don't know. I probably failed a test or something. But uh, came home or whatever, and Chris was. Um, coming out of my bathroom and he just started laughing trying to you know laugh off my seriousness and I was just like it's not funny and then he tried to get all serious and stuff and get all bucked or whatever 
And then that's when mm-hmm. we, uh, when we, that's when, you know, we basically ended up fighting. Long mm-hmm. story short, he didn't come in until like two or three hours later, four hours later, and, and then apologize after a fight and stuff. I'm like, my bad. I wasn't, you know, yeah. I didn't think you were serious, but yeah. I was like, yeah, man, you gotta, come on now. You gotta, I've been telling you, been telling you for how long to do this and that. And then he was like, yeah, I still didn't think you would get that mad. But long story short, man, his stubbornness is why we end up getting in a fight. Tony's a silent assassin, though. Like, he got a straight face, but then you just (laughs) pop off. You're a silent assassin. I'm like, literally, there's no in between. Either I'm good, or if somebody really makes me mad, I'm mad. So you're 0 to 100. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a firecracker. I just say whatever the heck's Mm. on my mind. Yep. That pisses Mm -hmm. you guys off, clearly. Mm. I don't know. Tony be getting brittle, though. Yeah, you do get brittle, though. (laughs) (laughs) Tony be getting brutal. Like, even, man. All right, the thing about me is, though, like, with, 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 Tony can say I'm stubborn, et cetera, et cetera, but sometimes I feel like Tony, he be trying to, like, punk me sometimes, and then he thinks that whenever. Oh, little brother, and then, you and down. Then, yeah, basically, and then, and then it sets him off when I stand my ground and I don't budge, and, and then that's when he gets even more mad. Mm-hmm. So it's like once I start saying, okay, don't talk to me like that, and he'd be like, how am I talking to you? I'm not talking to you in no type of way. And I'm like, yes, you are. You don't got to, you don't got to. Put that tone in your voice. You don't gotta yell at me. You don't gotta cuss at me. Da, 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 or something like that. And then that's usually what. Then he'll start. Then he'll start. Whatever. You're tripping. What are you getting so? What are you? And then he'll start turn, try flipping around me. What are you getting so mad for? Look at you. And then he'll be like, Look at you. Look, look, look how, look how aggressive you're being. Look how aggressive you're being. Then before you know it, we're sitting there, we're going back and forth. And then, yeah. But and then yeah, I'll say definitely though. Both of them, their tempers are far worse than mine. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Let me. I don't even get mad like that, honestly. Yeah. Whatever. They are the kings of secrets. First of all, I pop off and I'm very direct when it comes to them. So what they don't realize is that before I had Cameron, before Cameron was in the picture, it was them. Okay. So when our mom, as I said, when she was doing drugs, they were nice. She didn't or come home in the morning. I'm already up because I've worried all night where she is or you know, we've had a big party the night before. I don't know. For me, it was just worrying and always in protective mode for them. So I feel like I still have that kind of um, type of personality that I catch on. So when I say things to them and they take it the wrong way, my thing is for the record, okay, since a lot of people listen to this, it's not my intent to belittle or to degrade you guys. You guys have to understand, like, I took care of you. So you're. I feel like you are my first kids. I didn't birth you, obviously, you know, but... You guys were my kids, and so it's a difference. Just think how you, I mean, you're a parent, Tony, so you understand that parenting type of, um, the, like that nurturing Mindset. kind of, huh? Mindset. Mindset, yeah. And so that's for me. Like, I'm a mama bear, but a sister bear, in a sense. So with me, yeah, I'm a firecracker, but yeah, when I went to college, that was a lot of pressure. Like, for one, because I wasn't prepared to go to college at all. Two, I'm leaving you guys back in weren't I mean back then it was pagers and not cell phones. So my only way of calling home was through my calling card at in college. And so not having that direct access to knowing what's going on at home like every minute, every second, every hour, that was just heart wrenching. And then trying to battle eighteen credits a full load, I don't know what I was thinking. So that was hard. So, you know, um I felt like you know, there, I mean, there are times, I mean, obviously we've been doing, we've been doing really good lately. Like we have a little group text going on and stuff. Yeah. I haven't had to delete it. Cause I have deleted you guys before from the group text, like 
because I got pissed off. <laughs> so, but see, we see, see, there, there's another part whatever. right there. I get pissed Little off. Small well, stuff. See, I see, get, I do get irritated really easy. I really do. But I get pissed when I feel like I'm not being heard, you know, and that's not fair. <laughs> Don't be laughing. That's not fair. Anyhow. Um, so it's never to belittle you guys. It's always coming from a good place because you guys have to realize the things that you guys don't remember that was going on around. Like, remember when mom used to be, you guys, like every weekend we leave granddad's house and go to the hotel with, uh, mm-hmm. like things like that. I mean, there were some weekends I was like, I don't want to go, you know, but it's just things that would, would go that would be happening around. You guys just aren't privy to. So I feel like for me, it's just. It's, I'm a protector of you guys, you know, obviously you guys have more of a closer bond because you guys are like twins, damn near. So you guys, and then you went to college together, you lived together, you, you know, you, everything you guys have done have been together. Whereas me, Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody per se, Mm -hmm. like an older sibling. I mean, obviously when I joined my sorority, that was great. And my best friends and I make friends pretty easily. So that helped fill in the void, but I don't have like a close sibling per se, who I could have just done those types of things with, like you guys did. So, um, yeah. Chris isn't an angel, though, because let's talk about the fork. Remember I threw the fork at your Mm. arm? (laughs) So Chris is not an angel. So there was one time we got into an argument. I have no idea what it is. I don't have a good memory like that. But he pissed me off. See? Again, the anger. But you did something, because I'm not just going to get, I don't look at you and get Mm -hmm. mad. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember some things that you have done. My gosh. But you pissed me off. And I, <laughs> all I know is I threw the fork. I think your hair, was, you see, had long hair and you had like a ponytail at that time too. I just took a fork. I don't know why I had a fork in my hand randomly and just hauled it at him. And it just happened to be just perfect form, aim. And either he has very, very thin skin, but the fork stuck in his... <laughs> in his it, first arm. of all, it was like one of those little ninja little stars or ninja knives, knife-throwing competitions where the fork, I seen it coming in slow motion, too. It was flipping. Uh, handle over the handle over fork, and it was just coming, spinning, spinning, spinning. Next thing I know, I looked down, it was like a scene from a movie. Because the cold part is, um, the fork actually went through my T-shirt into my skin so that lets you know that she how hard she threw it so it literally just went through i had four little holes through my t-shirt right there in my arm and uh, i had to literally pull the fork out my arm and i was kind of in shock at the moment but all i know is that i got mad i started crying and yes i told my mom and i walked off to the park and my mom ordered brandy to go track me down and make sure I ain't go too far, cause I was pissed off. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a total uh, baby of the house, youngest child type mm-hmm. reaction. I got in trouble too. Ooh, man, I got in trouble. Rightfully so. <sighs> whatever. Yep. Anyway, I mean, we could talk about this stuff all day, but Tony has to go to work. But mm-hmm. hopefully, everyone is enjoying this because um, it's stuff that you know. I think parents and youth need to hear it from a kid perspective. Um, well, grown kid perspective now. Um, so we're going to transition and wrap it up. And one of the questions that I have is, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you guys have been given um, that is like worth um, sharing? Like, has anyone said something to you over the course of just your your childhood, transitioning into adulthood that has stuck with you? You go first, Tony. Or if you don't remember a piece of advice that you uh, 
have been given, what is a piece of advice you can give out to either single parents out there who are listening to this or kids who are growing up in a single parent household? You know, they feel like they're, they just don't see their light at the end of the tunnel in their situations. Um, they don't know how to even, you know, attack this thing called life in, in finding success. Um, well, for me, um, I can't think of nothing. No one piece of advice really jumps out at me, um, from anybody in particular. Um, it's more so memories for me that really trigger, you know, what it, what, what is, what keeps me going. Um, whenever I see single parents out in public or single moms specifically, especially with boys, like I know a few different, uh, females who have like just only boys you know no daughters and stuff and it kind of just takes me back to seeing it just i don't know i i see all i see is my mom with me and my brother little me and my brother whenever i see that and it just kind of i don't know it hits it hits a certain spot in my heart so i um not seeing any kind of father figure around or seeing even seeing like females bashing babies their baby's father and especially when i know that the, for a fact that the baby's father is actually a good person and they do what they can and stuff like that i see different see different things and stuff but it really i don't know it, it hits home seeing those type of situations and it makes me want to do anything that i possibly can um uh, whether it be as a friend or um yeah any, anything anything and the, the smallest things you know go the longest go very go far go a long way and I don't have any kids to speak of for myself, but I try to do the best I can for, you know, um, my nieces and nephews. Um, I'm, uh, I'm blessed to know that they have such, such solid parents. Um, and I, but at the end of the day, me being an uncle, I always want to be just that extra security blanket that they can go to, whether, you know, if they're not seeing eye to eye with their uh, mom or dad on a specific situation, you know, I'd like to be that cool uncle that they can call up, call up and, uh, vent to and, uh, whatever, talk about anything to. So that's kind of where, you know, my, where I fall in that. And that's kind of the role that I've really embraced. But, um, if I had to give any kind of, um, advice, I would just say, um, just parents, make sure that you, no matter what, you know, no matter what this, your circumstances are, what your situation is, just make sure that whatever you do at the end of the day, just make sure it's for your kids. Make sure you do all that you can for your kids. Cause in the long run, it really does make a difference. Seeing how hard my mom worked and stuff, despite her situation and stuff, it really uh, created a soft spot in my heart for her. And um, Lord knows I'll do anything for her. So the fact that she would do all that she's, all that she's done and could that she continues to do, it just really makes me, want to do that much more for for her in return and I have an everlasting love for my mother so um yeah it really makes a difference like even to this day um if you guys watch Fresh Prince that father you know when Will's dad came in the picture and kind of just left him off dumped him off when work came calling it kind of just um it kind of just it still hits a it still hits home and it <laughs> it still hits home and um yeah, it never fails. I get teary-eyed, I, I get choked up, and I can't really watch that whole scene through uh, from beginning to end. But it, I definitely feel where he's coming from on that. 
And, but like my sister said, you know, like Brandy said, she, we reconnected with our father. So that relationship will never be what it could have been. But um, at the end of the day, you know, being the forgiving person that I am and, you know, being the Christian that I am, uh, it's just, it's just in me to forgive and just kind of start over new and, you know, try and forget the past and just know that, you know, um, and just know that, that, um, yeah, there's always more time in the future. You can't necessarily go back in time. So just appreciate the days that are still here. Appreciate the time that we're both still here. Make the most of it. And that's what I, I try to live by. Yeah, the way I look at it, he uh, can work on the relationship with his grandkids because we're, we're grown. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my philosophy of it. Yeah. Tony, you um, up? What? Advice I would give is um like to to single parents is um you know you're you're not alone you're never alone although it might may seem that way um there's so many different u- resources you can utilize as far as like friends family um or even just you know programs or any organizations out there that 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 are willing to help um as far as growing up like as far as like any kids out there who are growing up in a single parent household. Just know that it's their loss. Um, whoever's not there, whether it's both parents, whether it's your mom or dad, just know um, they're the ones that are missing out on the awesome things that you're you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna accomplish. Um, the more you accomplish, the more they're looking out on. Just go ahead and remember that um, for both single parents and any type of um, kid in a single parent household. I f- I feel like um, there's a quote I can share with you guys that goes. Um, some you know, what is it? Um, th- some people's past. Some people's past. Oh, what is it? Some people. Some people with the some people with the worst past. Um, create the best futures. Um, and that's something to live by. Um, no matter how bad your past is or was or whatever, you gotta remember. With every second that passes in a day, you know ev- everything behind that is 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 the past um everything you know after that is your future so just take it uh one second at a time one day at a time um don't let your past determine your character just because it's been rough doesn't mean that's how it's going to end um no matter how bad your past has been go ahead and make your future that much more better that way you counteract your past and you end up just overtaking your past and you know you're just shining so much so much light on a successful a successful future and no matter what, man, just make your last day better than your last, or your next day better, better than your last. You'll, um, you know, you. I mean, after time passes, we all know how 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 fast these years go by. After time <clears> passes, <throat> you know, I mean, next thing you know, you know, you'll you'll be, you know, in a situation that you you couldn't even dreamed of. Um, and then maybe you know your your parent or you know your significant other will realize that at some point. On, on what they're missing out on, or, or that maybe you know, God to bring them back into your life. And I mean, although you guys may not want that connection, maybe they can come in and you guys can kind of rekindle, you know, what was lost. And you guys can have some type of, you know, um, um, relationship, whether that's you know, being on, on good terms, whether that's talking, whether you know, even if it's talking just one, once a month or something, you know, that's more than more than what you were doing before. So, um, never give up, never, um, feel sorry for yourself you don't have anything to feel sorry for um we're all kings and queens and um eventually you know you guys will find your royalty 
Um, just continue to just continue to grind, continue to do you, do as much as you can, and I guarantee you it'll all catch up to you, and um, you'll be smiling later on, later down the road, instead of frowning, instead of instead of crying, instead of you know, um, instead of wiping away the tears. That's the best thing I could tell you guys. Just go ahead and um, keep grinding, do you, and just don't let others determine. You know, don't let others, you know, have that much control over you as far as your, your emotions go. Perfecto. Well, that's a wrap. I will take a time out to shout out Shishi, our mom. Everybody calls her Shishi. Yep. She did do a great job raising us, and um, we turned out quite all right, tempers and all. Hmm. But anyhow, yeah, she did a great job with us, and none of us have been in trouble. She'll be on episode. Oh, man. That'll just have shishi to be episode. like a, I know. That'll have to just be like a bonus random episode, the <laughs> Shishi rant. Let her have her shine. Anyhow, so thank you guys. And um make sure to share this with someone who you feel like would need to hear this, you know, because even though it may not pertain to you, it it's definitely an episode that someone needs to hear. So Can we do another episode? Yeah. They'll be back. Part two. Yeah, part two. Run up our head, part two. We got so much we can talk about. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they'll be back. I'm not sure when, but they'll be back. So, anyhow, thank you for listening. Keep supporting my sister. Yeah, support me. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Share, um, like, Share, comment. like. Hashtag Daily Venture. Email for questions. Hello, Daily Venture. D-A-Y-L-Y. Oh, my gosh. Venture. Oh, my gosh. Hello, Daily Venture at gmail.com. Thank you and goodbye. Love you guys. <laughs> okay, that was absolutely hilarious. I had to get back on here and just close it out <laughs> officially. If you can go on and rate and review and subscribe, that would be awesome. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email me at hello dailyventure at gmail.com. That is H E L L O D A Y L Y. V-E-N-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and I really hope that you enjoyed our conversation growing up Whitehead. And until next time, keep it going, y'all. It's a daily venture.